Kia and welcome to Gohan or Go Home. I am Simon, Tyler Perry Christmas movie Monrad, and across from me is uh, Imogen, the white remake Faith. And we go through Toriyama's masterpiece comic, <laughs> uh, dear, Dragon Ball, from start to finish. And I've gone through it before, Imogen is not, and is experiencing it for the first time. How was, how is it? It, oh. It's a whole experience. I was just going to say, like, hello and welcome to our Dr. Slump podcast. Hello and welcome to our Dr. Slump podcast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This is the podcast about Dr. Slump where we take you through the three chapters and only three chapters that exist of the comic Dr. Slump. Yeah. Toriyama's masterpiece. Is that all there is? The answer is yes. We, We tackle the questions that I think no other podcast will ask. Like, is Toriyama racist? Did he have to put Superman in that? And... Can he get away with a lot of things because he's riding by the seat of his pants? All equally valid questions. Mm. Was he on cocaine and does that excuse the racism? <laughs> it's just a one-man show. Like a guy putting train tracks right in front of the train. Just some loony tune shit. Oh. Is it on? It is on. We're back. Uh, I'm it's sorry about that. It's on like Donkey Kong. It's on in a manner very much reminiscent of Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Enough Teutonic punnery. Um, we had pizza ordered and it arrived at the door, so I'm sorry we just went and had dinner. Yeah. <laughs> but we're back. Would you like to tell the class what you've learned? Um, I've learned so, so many things about you and your dark, twisted desire for Hilary Duff. Or, as uh, we like to call her... <laughs> or as we like to call her, Hilary Muff. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, uh, Why is it so funny? I don't know, the porn parody <laughs> version. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Agent Cody Skanks. Agent Cody Skanks. <laughs> yes. Read out some of the some of the cheaper by the dozen minutes. <laughs> Read out okay. some of the movies. I think cheaper by the dozen is maybe its own kind of like orgy. Yeah, uh, parody, actually, like yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh no! You get a discount for every every everyone you add. Um, it's mostly children as well, which is concerning. No, okay, no, it, uh, that went that went very bad. We're looking through uh, Hilary Duff movie titles, and we've got the uh, the true classic Agent Cody Banks as Agent Cody Skanks. Yeah, um, she's in a movie just called She Wants Me. <laughs> That's which requires like nothing. Um, <laughs> Beauty in the briefcase. Beauty in the briefcase. Beauty in the briefcase. Beauty in the briefcase with Hilary Muff. Starring Hilary Muff. I'd like it to listen. If someone hasn't made this, and uh, if if you the listener are uh, in the uh, pornography industry and you would like to make a Hilary Duff, do not get a lookalike. But also don't get her, get Amanda Bynes <laughs> to play Hilary Duff. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> Does she have a good sense of humor? I hope so. She was Because I was confused when you said Agent Cody Skanks. I thought that she was, that it was not Hilary Muff. I thought it was Amanda Bynes. But now that I mm. think about it, she was Big Fat Liar, which is I, the Paul actually, Giamatti I, movie where I he goes blue. Amanda Bynes, because I can't remember who she is either. I know she got like... She did she go off the rails or something recently? 
That's because, sad. I hope not. No, I I just like I'm I I'm spitballing because I have I didn't know who she was, and then I heard about her recently mm. because of something that people were talking so about. So must be entertainment news. So yeah, yeah, and then I was like, who is that? And then everyone's like, you don't know who Amanda Bynes is, and but, I was like, I don't fucking remember anything from before like last year, man. Did not see television. I yeah, I didn't. I didn't have a TV. But like all my friends were super into um, Hillary Duff, Muff. Hillary Muff, and. Um, were they? Like, were they like Mary into, Kate and Ashley? Were they into Hillary Duff? They did they have dark twisted desires for Hillary Duff? Did they have a beautiful dark twisted fantasy? You know what? I can't, I couldn't tell you. You'd have to go ask them. It's highly plausible. You never know. It's a tough time being a tween. Uh, yeah, not your adult you friends. Get. I want to clarify. <laughs> this is yeah. <laughs> um, they're not. Yeah, my there. my friends in the current day just have a real thing for for Hillary Muff. Uh, we Hillary, love her Hilary Muff classic Amanda Bynes is only in seven movies that are listed on Google wow that come up Im- immediately when you search it <laughs> so like that are I guess available for to, for Google to grab out of IMDb mm. maybe she's in more I don't know she's the man what a girl wants mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. hold on a second do they want each other in that movie I assume so. Are they the same person? What does a girl want? What if they're clones? A girl wants, wants only one thing, and it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is in Big Fat Liar, which is Frankie Muniz, so I can see how you got confused, because it is him, it, it's Malcolm Malcolm of the Middle, and also uh, a girl who looks more or less identical to the other girl that he's in a movie with. Malcolm in the Middle of Her. <sighs> <laughs> I'm not going to stop. Please keep going. First name Malcolm, last name in the middle. <laughs> um, yeah, yes. Bad. That one's yeah. Uh, easy A hairspray. Love rich. She's an Easy A. She is an Easy A. I don't what? remember who she is in that. Because I can't remember what she looks like or who she is as a person. <laughs> I tell you, one of our um, friends who was talking about writing his novel about university students, he goes, oh, this character, well, of course she's blonde. And I said, what is she not? Brun- I just imagined her to be, you know, um, a brunette. And then he goes, I guess this is probably prejudiced of me because she's extremely bookish um, and she's a writer and stuff. And I was like, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> um, but then he goes, no, she was based on Dakota Fanning. As in, he said to me the words, like, I was thinking about Dakota Fanning when I wrote her. And I was like, oh, okay, buddy. All right. <laughs> so we've learned some things. That's, I mean, not in character, but also, like, not out of character. War of the Worlds and also my heart. I'm, I'm surprised. The war of my I'm, I'm not surprised by him thinking of a specific actress. I am surprised that it's, it's Dakota, Dakota Fanning. Fanning, right? He, like that doesn't she doesn't seem the type. What type? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Let's not get into that can of worms. Yeah, the final Amanda Bynes film listed is Robots, the cinematic masterpiece. She's in Robots. She is in Robots. What? I want to know which character she is. She's in the robots. man is a good movie. Yeah, I she's mean, the man is a great movie. I, I don't know if it's good now, but it was good when I was a child. I, I hated sports as a child because I was like sports because I was incredibly unfit and also had like bad eyesight so I just sucked at them real bad Mm, Um, and the teachers would make me do it at school and I just hated it a whole lot so I, I, I was never into sports movies except for like Every soccer movie from the 2000s. Bend it like Beckham. Yeah, bend it like Beckham. She's the man. Like, whatever the fucking... Because they're not about football, because they thought that Americans would find football too boring, and so She's the Man is not a sports movie. It's a a, a gender-bending movie, 
and yeah, it's like Twelfth Night, but with footballs. Right, and yeah. Bennett like Beckham is an immigrant story. Yeah, but like that is true. They are like their own stories and they're good movies and and all of that. But th- those two films did mean that I would then go and see any any soccer movie that had a lead a, a, a female lead. It's just like that's that, that's I'm gonna. There say surely it. can't be that many. I can't think of any other ones, but I know I did watch like a bunch of like shitty knockoff versions of it. Oh dear! Because you know how like yeah. if there was like a popular film yeah. in the 2000s, you'd have like 12 yeah. spin-offs of like just the like I don't know the two dollar shop version. It's so much money in no Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, it's like the Bend It On Beckham. Bend It On Beckham. Bend It On Beckham. Oh, Bend It On Beckham. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm not even having to try at this point. The posh spice story. Yeah, she's. <laughs> what. Just got caught off guard by that one. Get it. She's the man, but you bought it on Wish. That's what I'm talking about. She's the man, but you bought it on Wish. Oh, she is the man. <laughs> I'm trying to find out who she was. I wish I could return robots. my Hillary Muff. Piper. That's the Pigtails one. Okay, okay. I've never heard of this. You, in Robots? Oh, 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 the character. The character I thought it was a movie or something. The character movie. Piper from the film Robots, 2005. That makes sense. Directed by Chris Wedge and... Carlos... Sorry, his real name Solano? is Chris Wedge. I don't know how to say that. Chris Wedge. Chris Wedge. Chris Wedge. A luminary of the film industry. Chris mm-hmm. Wedge. And this, that is definitely yeah. an X-Wing fighter name, right? You're thinking of Wedge Antilles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not Fuck a Fuck you with your, your... You think you can tell me Star Wars jokes? I'm not telling you Star you Wars jokes. You think you can make like, a joke about Star Wars? You can, you think you can involve Star Wars? Without you going off on a spiel? Everyone in the world knows who Wedge Antilles is. The I can't real believe they, pillar of pop culture. They killed my Mon Calamari friend, um, <laughs> Admiral Akbar in such a disgraceful way. He should have got his own solo story. He should have. I just realized that I can't do this as a bit because there are people that actually believe that, that it were offended, that, that he died. That Admiral Akbar should have got his own, his own movie. Well, they they they. I think, think that, that would be the funnier direction for the franchise. That would have been a good direction. It's like we don't need a fucking Boba Fett spinoff. <laughs> I want to see Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. <laughs> I think they really. Should. <laughs> oh no! Hilary no, Duff. No, no. And Admiral no, no, Akbar. No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. They just go around like in a um, you know to catch a predator, but they just go around springing traps. You know, like sting operations. Oh, yeah, that's not, that's not as bad as I thought it was. What did you be. think it was? Hillary Muff. Hillary Muffin. It's a trap. <laughs> that's awful. That's so bad. Why would you make me think of that? I, that's what I thought that you were already thinking of. You think of. so low of me. You, you, and you somehow managed to meet my expectations. Look, I didn't come up Usually. with Hillary Muff. And you didn't, but I just want, I'm, I'm surprised. It's unusual. But Amanda Bai, she's, you know. Yeah. She's the man. She's no, she wasn't the man. No, she was the she man. She was the man. She was the man. Who is, who is her brother in that? I didn't, we should not go down the rabbit hole of IMDb pages. I, wanna, I do want to know who her brother was. You don't want to know who Sebastian was <laughs> and she's the man. I think that's simply. She's the man cast. Is she actually called Inter. Violet or something? Viola. Viola, that's it. I was like, who's the 12th night person? Um, here's something for you. The actor who played Sebastian and she's the man is James Kirk. Okay. Siblings Kevin Kirk and Charlie Kirk. 
I'm sorry, his sibling is Charlie Kirk? I think he's just called Charlie Kirk. Okay, it's not, not, it's not the world's smallest face on earth, no. Charlie Kirk. Turning but point. Would, but wouldn't that be funny? Turning point, she's the man. Charlie Kirk, this is his origin story. He saw she's the man and was like, playing with gender? No, sir. If my brother's not going to get involved in this. Charlie Kirk was radicalized by she's she the man. was radicalized by she's the man. <laughs> this is such a great origin story. I need to see him like desperately scribbling his costume. Yeah. On the, like on the Spider-Man Sam Raimi movie paper and he's just like crossing it out and eventually it's just him in a bow tie. Also, what a fucking funny sequence. <laughs> this guy's like got he got bit by a spider and weird shit is going on, but he's gonna do some fashion design. Well, that's who he is, right? Yeah, that's the kind of person that he is. This is character. He says there, he's like, I've got to do cool things. And his concept of what cool things is, is like drawing on maths grid paper. Yeah, but also I watched that as a kid and I was like, yeah, that's immediately what I would do. <laughs> well, it is, <laughs> No right? question. It's accurate. It's like I saw the first episode of like Digimon or something when I was a kid, like, and never another one because like it's another situation where it was on at a friend's house and there's uh-huh. like some like kid who like draws his own... Digimon that he gets to invent and it's like some fucking dragon thing. I was like, yeah, man, I wish I could like invent an animal and then an egg would show up and then I'd get the animal for real. That'd be so cool. And then it's my sidekick. And then I just drew a bunch of animals. So <laughs> That is... That is how that would be. That's my origin story. I haven't seen Digimon, but apparently they do play some things somewhat realistically, which you don't expect for a kid's movie. Like, they get trapped in the digital world, and then they're, like, hungry for three weeks, and you're like, what? (laughs) Like, this is a children's movie? (laughs) Mm, I I don't know. I never watched the movie. I think I just saw the episode. Pokemon is so strange to me because the the immediate thing I go to is, like, later generations and the iterations of what they're trying to draw it on. I know that some of the original ones were strange as well, but the fact that they went and they were like, DNA Pokemon, like with Deoxys, it's just so... It's not. I'm not going to bash it and be like it's bad or it's worse than previous generations. But it's so interesting to me that that the world is so open that that you can go for DNA. Mm-hmm. Like, can you go? Can you make the coronavirus Pokemon now? Is that going to be like the next generation? It's going to be the next generation. Coronavirus Pokemon. Oh no, because they're all inside, and all those Japanese guys are just sketching on grid paper. Yeah. Right now, making the Pokemon. They're just they're just Spider Spider Manning right now. (laughs) Spider Manning right now. I don't think shooting web is what that means. That's definitely what they're doing though. That's definitely what they're doing. They're pulling the lampshade to them with their thick robes. Bad. That's what I remember. I was in um, at at our high school, and a guy who we both know. I can't be bothered saying his name because it's going to get blanked up. But I like, can't be bothered saying his name because it's too hard. <laughs> yeah, it's too it much effort. Extremely <laughs> cynical misanthrope guy in oh, yeah. English. You know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or like, he's like, it's the popular theory that Spider-Man is just in an allegory for puberty. And they like talked about that scene. And I was like, I can never watch this movie again. I can never look at it and be like, up, up and away web. And think that that's great. Uh... I never, I never thought about it. I never, I, I, I was not there for that conversation. That thought never crossed my mind. I'm you would, upset doesn't. and angry that you have told me about it. <laughs> I wish that you had maybe not said those words because now I have to think about like, that. Are you all right, Peter dear? And he's like, oh, "Don't come in at me." No, <laughs> no. You know, I was going to rewatch those movies sometime coming up, and now I'm, I think I'm just going to not do that. I'm going to cancel that plan. With great power comes great shooting distance. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
I'm not part of this club. I don't need to hear. I don't need to hear this. <laughs> okay, I think we should move on from this. Maybe we should talk about Dragon Ball. Okay? Very, very the briefly. The thing that we're supposed to talk about. Very briefly. Merry Christmas to everybody. Mm. And if you don't celebrate that, the and holiday that you celebrate. And we've got a happy Goodbye, new year. Goodbye, 2020. You sucked real bad. How was it? To be fair, it started off with the portent of a doom sun being covered by red ashen sky. So. Yeah, that's true. Well, not for everyone else, we just for warned, New Zealand. I think. Hey, look at that sweet red sun caused by a burning bushfire thousands of kilometers across the ocean. Everybody woke up. Anyway, and this is going to be a great year. <laughs> oh, the apocalypse. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we were right. And we were right. Um, which is, I. I was Who would say, you be in the leftist Mad Max commune? Who would I be in the leftist Mad Max commune? I would be making the fetish gear. I would be leather working. <laughs> you would be a fetish tailor. I would be leather working that Borat mankini, and you know it. <laughs> I'd be finding out how to make full-sized spike bracelets for everything. <laughs> a costume which is nothing except for your nipples covered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A dog's muzzle, but for your dick. <laughs> Just a cage. <laughs> no, the cage is a thing. A muzzle is interesting. We can work with that. That's okay, a whole, okay. yeah. That's the, the, I, haven't, I haven't seen that before. She's barking too loud. You get what I mean? <laughs> Guy who does I voices for his dick. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what would you be doing in the Mad Max commune? <laughs> Uh, you can't ask me the same question I just asked you. Also, I don't think I can think of anything better than like the the, the fetish gear tailor. <laughs> um, I would be leading discussions. <laughs> I like how everybody's saying. I'd be dig- fucking toiling, you know. I'd be digging a well somewhere. Yeah, I think I'd be walking away from it. I'd be trying to invent a new fucking sunscreen because like I wouldn't be able to go outside into the harsh Australian desert without being like roasted alive within five minutes. Yeah, why did communism mean that we all had to live in Australia? <laughs> that was such a weird <laughs> decision. Oh yeah, it's just you know it's the only place it can really work. <laughs> and it's like people say like you know communism doesn't work. We've seen it before. It's like yeah, but that's because it wasn't in Australia. We exactly. haven't seen it in Australia. We haven't. Seen I don't know it how hard I need to like hammer this home. It has to be in Australia. <laughs> it's the only place that communism can work. We haven't seen the looks that she has for the latest. We haven't seen the looks that communism has got for the latest season of RuPaul. <laughs> She's coming out with some freshness. Is that your, your drag queen persona? It's just, hi, I'm communism. Hi, I'm Red Menace. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. And you know where that's coming out. <laughs> you have to wear like a red wig. That's amazing. No, I've got to wear like little cellophane bits like to represent menstruation. Like between- Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, and also, And also like just. Like- but also like fiery eyes, you know, yeah. like. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, gla- yeah, sunglasses yeah, yeah. that have just Beautiful. got like flames. I love it. Oh, it. Red Menace. Double dare you. <laughs> Dennis the Red Menace. Dennis the Red Menace. <laughs> that would be a you good You have adaptation. to do this now. I'll go to your show. I'll support you. Anyway, are you enjoying your new year and your Christmas? Yeah. Thank I'm you. I'm excited. I have a little bit of time off and then I'm going back to my job for like three days and then I'm quitting my job. And yes. I'm- Going Get away. I'm going away. So we're going to have a hiatus. I will not be here for a while and not to do the podcast. I could do it remotely, but I don't want to. Yeah, I almost forgot to say we are not going to be doing this for a few months. Yeah. Because. <sighs> yeah, I'm so sorry to our You have the luxury of going away and finding yourself and eat, praying, and loving. I just need loving. to find myself. <laughs> I just need to go on like a world journey, but there's like quarantine. So I'm going to limit it to the island that we're on. If you find the spirit of jazz. 
Tell me. I won't interact with the spirit you of inter- jazz. The spirit of jazz is problematic. The spirit of jazz do not interact. <laughs> the spirit of jazz burn with fire. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I was going to make a joke. I fucking forgot what it was. Whoops. I've been possessed <laughs> by the spirit of jazz. I interrupted you to be like, uh, yeah, uh, what? <laughs> I've been possessed by the spirit of jazz, as you know, and it just results in it was um, horrible. bad impressions. I think that you, like, I, I haven't seen a symptom for a while, but I am still uh, under the impression that you do need an exorcism. <laughs> When I say bad impressions, I don't mean uh, inaccurate. What I mean is... Uh, Problematic. Ver- verbal blackface. Um, yes. And it's... None of this has ever been recorded. You can't prove that it's ever been done. It's not only, like, the verbal blackface. It is the horrible, horrible content of the words that you say. Look, I think if Miles Davis were alive, he would talk about a lot of that stuff. I don't think he would try to fuck a piano. The issue, <laughs> the issues which matter to the everyday American. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not sure that Miles Davis would be like really into just getting getting in there with them strings. Look, uh, at the end of the day, I think uh, mum and dad investors want to know if uh, you can fuck a piano. <laughs> <laughs> Hauntingly familiar. <laughs> Thank you, Junkie. Insulation. Insulation. <laughs> now for Dragon Ball. That's where we put the. That's where we the, put the, the music. That's the, that's the pause where we put yeah, the music. We okay, read. pause for the music. That's good. A chapters eighty uh, one, eighty two, and eighty three. No. <laughs> that was bad. Um, Do you know that in in French you don't say eighty? Yeah, you say twenty forty two. Two times forty. You say forty-two. Yes, you you, you say, skip forty-two, and when you get to eighty, you say forty-two. Yeah, I just say four twenties. It is four twenty. Two forties. I was you. I, I, I just yeah. wanted to make the joke that it was four twenty. Four twenty. You, you, you ruined it so bad. They did in a um, couple of Scandi languages as well. I think um, you know IKEA and <laughs> instruction manual and. Do you speak IKEA? Toss skeleton with standard legs, <laughs> and uh, biscuit tins. I was thinking about that. So the internet joke that someone was, you know, it's just, wow. it's just like hearing over the loudspeakers at an IKEA. Someone go first blood, <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm saying like, man, if I heard that in real life, I think a primal part of my brain would unlock and I'd smash a nurse over someone's head. <laughs> You, yeah, you would immediately reach for a leg and snap it off and then just start like waving it at people being like, back. Yeah. You couldn't even take that as a prank. That's deadly serious. I don't think you could ever trust that it would be a prank. As in, you wouldn't leave it to chance. It's like well, No, heard, because like I'm not leaving it to chance. No one else is going to... I can't take the chance exactly. that other people are leaving it to chance. It's the prisoner's dilemma. All it takes... The prisoner's dilemma is when you're in an Ikea and first blood is called and only it only takes one person to start stabbing people... It does. ...with the metal of a minimalist... So you've got to be the first chair. to stab. So you have to be the first. You've got to just like sh- start shoving meatballs right down every stranger's throat. You have to take like the two extra screws and then just like open somebody's mouth and throw them down there <laughs> like an... A holy hand grenade mm. for their stomach. You're just gonna fold them up in a, 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 a sofa bed. <laughs> to a fold out couch. Yeah. <laughs> or you're gonna make them a human sandwich. <laughs> so unfortunate. <laughs> anyway, Dragon Ball. We just. There was immediate tension. We oh didn't even gosh. like get into the first fucking An Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, which is sitting in IKEA. And that gets called, and it's like, you know, it's like the, the purge or whatever in it. And he folds somebody up into a couch and then says, get banned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that. Okay. Uh, we should. <laughs> yeah, this is 28 minutes of preamble. We should probably talk about Dragon Ball now. <laughs> it's just. 
Um, Will from Hannibal being like, it's all according to my design. And then he's got like, he's sitting in the control room. It's all according to my design. This is my design, whatever. (laughs) And he's got. Uh, Yes, all according to design. (laughs) Translators know design means design. (laughs) Design means design. (laughs) Keikaku means design. Um, The first chapter that we read was chapter 81. And um, my mouth is kind of sore from last night. So maybe you should (laughs) start into this. What did you get up to last night? Oh, like I was by myself, but. But that is, um, anyway, please, what is chapter 81? (laughs) Maybe I don't need to know. Um, Chapter 81 opens very confusingly for me. How did you feel about this? Lost and afraid and alone, like a poor civilian at an Ikea where first blood has just been called. Which is something I'm going to start saying now. <laughs> um, it's Yeah, it opens with someone saying, like, welcome to Penguin Village. And then there's a bunch of kids. A pig saying a it pig over saying a megaphone. It, uh, yeah, on a megaphone. It's like, it's now the afternoon. And apparently that means that, like, everyone in the village leaves what they're doing. Well, because it... it the man the, calls it that it's the afternoon. A pig man says it's the afternoon and then all the kids leave school. Yeah, just the Westminster quarters where it's like, king, con, kun, con. And... Uh, the kids are kind of walking out and they go, ah, it's not Yasumi, it's the holiday that happens in summer. Summer holiday. You could have helped me at any point during that. What? How would I know what that means? You know, you read the same chapter as me. I don't speak Japanese. I just remember that you read in translation. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. It's um, their break. And she says it immediately, Akane, who is a character from the, who we have not met. Yeah, actually, that does happen. I just forgot about it. It's very funny. All of the next three chapters are set in Penguin Village, which is the main place for Toriyama's previous manga, which is called Dr. Slump. And it was what made him famous. And it was more famous than Dragon Ball until later on in Dragon Ball's run. So he's doing a kind of victory light with the people. And we're supposed to like be like, and person who you love. <laughs> and it's like, presenting Akane. I don't know if anyone Peace, has ever yeah. seen or watched something that is entirely cameos of people that you have never seen before in your life. But people if you can imagine like that uh, experience. It's like movie 43. That's, I don't know if that was like quite the experience of this. So this is like that, but I guess a good version of it, which is... Um, I like that you found a way to make this the good <laughs> version of something. I'm always a positivist. I appreciate that. I'm not a positivist. That's not what that means. A positivist? <laughs> yeah. mm. I only follow the scientific episteme. And Do you, what else happens on this? Would you like to talk about your experience wandering through this and how you would explain it? Because I can explain the people if you have I questions. I mean, like, I, I read it twice through. And, like, the second time it kind of made more sense because, like, I figured out who people were later on. And then it, like, retroactively made the, the start make sense. But this is like there's some kids and they come out of school and they're talking about like what they're going to do for their summer holidays. And the kids in this gang look to me, the layman, like a knockoff version of the original Dragon Ball gang. So there's like a tall guy who looks like Yamcha. Yeah. And then there's like knockoff Bulma. And there's like two small kids who have like animal ears that look like Poir and Oolong. Uh, Oolong. Um, yeah, but like as human versions, like they're just wearing hats. Yeah, but they've got um, animal, animal. Yeah, hats. <clears throat> and then so there's that- like a little girl who is very quite gremlin-y with like two little flying things around her. Our protagonist. Yeah, and she Slug. seems very like Arale. like Goku from the other universe. So it's all just like the gang, but you bought them on Wish. Um, <laughs> Everything's been bought on Wish these days. Yeah. 
But yeah, I was just like very confusing. They're just talking about what they're doing for the summer holidays, um, and it's like guys, the the knockoff Yoncha guy is like, oh, I'm gonna practice my karate, my kung fu, whatever, my yeah, martial arts. Um, and then there's like a kid who's like, I'm gonna save up to buy food for my cats, which I think is a more pressing issue. <laughs> because he has cats but no cat food and needs to save up for the cat food so I imagine that by the end of the summer holidays where he has saved up for cat food the cats will no longer need that food this is um, <sighs> Obochan and Obochama or like what is kind of a word which means like young master like it's what a butler would call an aristocrat mm-hmm. prince you know what I mean like a richy rich kind of kid mm-hmm. um and he is the kind of dark version of Raleigh. He's um, a robot child like her who is um, a guy instead of a girl, young girl like her. And he was created by uh, Norimaki Senbei, the scientist's arch nemesis, his mad scientist arch nemesis, who is called like Mashirito, I think. And... Mashirito is a mix-up of, or it's backwards in Japanese, of um, Torishima, who was Toriyama's editor. So he made a big bad guy, an okay. evil bad guy in his comic. Um, it seems like editor. something he would do. It is exactly what he would do. And that's who this kid is. But for some reason, he's, he should, by all rights, be enemies with Arale. But I guess by the end of the comic, presumably they're friends or something. They're kids. You know, they'll get over they're kids. It. He doesn't follow his prejudices of his dad. What's really funny is that he speaks extremely politely. And to everybody, he even uses the personal pronoun watakushi, which is like um, even more polite than watashi, which is just the kind of plain, for all occasions, a man for all seasons, a pronoun <laughs> for all seasons. The one that's okay with everything. And the other kid who's next to him, who's um, Soromame Pisuke, says, Peace? Like, Broad bean pea, boy name ender. Um, he just speaks normally. Ah, Mr. Boy name ender. Pleased to meet you. Um, is this uh, material that you're referencing like actually in this chapter or is this stuff from Dr. Slump? Because this kid is in like two panels. This is from, this is material <laughs> like, from Dr. A lot Slump. of info about like some guy that shows up and is like, I'm going to buy food for my cats and then it's never seen again ever. <laughs> he says I'm going to work a part-time job, which is, wow. I think he just said he's going to like work and save up in my one and then someone else is going to like do homework and then... Um, uh, do you know what I mean? Like, what even happens? Like, some guy comes by on a motorbike, and then there's like another man who I've never seen before who yeah. wants to be in the comic, and they're all aware that they're in a comic. Yes, and they're just talking about it, and then like making references to things I've never heard of, and it really just the whole first couple pages really seem just like a fever dream. Yes. Like, it's strange things keep happening, and not in a way that like makes sense. Like, it's like yeah. going back to the start of Dragon Ball, except with, like, no narrative progression. And it's in the middle of it. And it, it's, it's in the middle, and there's, like, all these random characters, and they, like, show up, and then someone's like, get your ugly face out of the panels, and it's like... <laughs> and, yeah, and then a guy, on, a guy on a Oof. motorbike says he's a cop, but he's off duty, and he's on a date, and he drives away, and then uh, this knockoff boomer asks... <laughs> he's just like, hey, kid. Yeah. And then my dad was there, like I couldn't see him, but I knew he was there. <laughs> yeah, Norimaki Senbei shows up, I think. Maybe it's him or maybe it's someone who looks like him, because Toriyama only draws six faces. Um, mix and match, he's like a Bitmoji artist. Oh, no, that's way too mean. Um, he's much better than that, sorry. Um, but he, he has a limited number of uh, faces that he can be bothered to differentiate and draw, so I think it might be Senbei. I don't know. But I don't know if it be. is. It, it, it might was, just be some other character who's in He's wearing different clothes. I don't recognize him because I never 
never read Dr. Slump. I only read a few chapters enough to get the context. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like a guy. There's just a guy and he's there and then someone else asks him what he's doing. He keeps mugging in all the panels. So he'll yeah. like be peace and like photobombing the panels. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's hard to explain. Yeah, it's like I, I find it really hard to like explain anything that happens in this because I don't understand it. Like, I have no, like, frame of reference for, like, telling people what is going on. It's just a bunch of weird shit happens in this place I've never seen before. And then, like, Knock of Bulma asks this, like, little girl, who I didn't realize is a robot until you told me. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, She's an android. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought she was just, like, some random girl. I was like, all right. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I'm willing to accept everything at face value at this point, even though it's, like, all real fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm going to pretend to be a monster. And then she's like, good luck doing that with for, for all of the two weeks off or whatever. Um, Did she say, I'm going to pretend to? I can't remember specifically what she said. Uh, I think she just says Kaiju Goko, which is like, Kaiju is um, like Godzilla. Yeah. Or Gamera yeah, yeah. or something like that. And she's like, Goko is just like playing make-believe. It's yeah. like, maybe she's being it, but maybe like then they take turns being it. Maybe it's like, you know. It's just they're just having for they're making up the movie while they play. Yeah, that seemed like that was what was inferred from. Yeah, and it's weird that Akane would say like, oh, "Good luck with that rolls eyes." When I guess she's a teenager and it makes sense, but at the same time, you're like, "This is what a kid does." What did you expect her to say? Yeah, but it's like it's like for the entire. That's like what you're doing like right now. That's an immediate thing. That's like for for the entire like several weeks off of school. You're going to pretend to be a monster. You're going to be in character the entire time. You're taking this role extremely seriously. It's like when my nephew wouldn't take off the Spider-Man costume for three weeks and that thing. Yeah. Anyway. This is not good given like the new associations of Spider-Man. Oh, (laughs) no, that's bad. Um, Uh Cop guy who is probably the only good cop because he doesn't uh, doesn't actually do his job ever. (laughs) He's the older brother of Pisuke who's the kid with the white ears. And the woman who's on the back of his bike I think is related to Kung Fu guy because they're like the the one Chinese family in the village. This is... As shocking as it sounds, if you've met some of the characters in Dragon Ball, this is as racist as Toriyama gets. Like, really? He, he has this Chinese family. It's not like you don't notice why it's offensive, or I didn't the first time. But like, they're all the 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 only family in there which is like not normal. So we're supposed to assume like it's Japan, even though it's a fantasy land called Penguin Village. And we read everybody's Japanese, but the outsiders who speak funny are Chinese, and they're a Chinese family. Okay. So he's made them an ethnic family. It's really weird. And then if you go into like immediately afterwards, when Sun, whatever the frick his name is, knock off Yamcha, he's with his parents and they're photobombing. They write their speech all in characters, almost like a fake made up version of hentai gunner or manyo gunner. I don't know what that is. Which is is where, like, in in Japanese, before they developed hiragana, what they would do is they would use the sounds of characters to write their language. Toriyama does, like, a fake version of this. And it's kind of hard to describe why that's whacked out, but Mm -hmm. it is. They're not speaking normally. They're speaking all in characters, because if it's all in characters, it's ching chong, like, sort of thing. And then, like, they're speaking, like, a not a real version of Manyogana, which I should point out was an invention of Japan's. And he's got furigana here so that you can read along with it. Oh, yeah, he says, So, like, because he's like, oh, it's so, like, rude what you're doing. Like, it's kind of gaudy and whatever it is. Like, stop it. But mm-hmm. when he's saying it, it's implied that he's speaking 
like Chinese there because Toriyama isn't actually writing it. He's just writing it in all characters and then okay. giving us the the read along phonetic pronunciation. It's like the like a version of using like the the like what is that font that all the oh Asian yeah like a tattoo use? one. Yeah, yeah or like writing it. Like, I think it's called like the, is it like the wonton font? Is that what people call it? Yeah, something yeah, like that. something like that. Like using that to write the speech. In or yeah, something. it's like that, but it's like partial characters, and it's like this okay. looks like the letter S, and you're like, no, it doesn't. Okay. It's not like it's just so wrong on so many levels. Anyway, that's my rant about this. Okay, good to know. That's, and they're all doing right. like you know the tourist kind of thing where they're like doing the yeah you know, photo. It's, well, it's, it's like all of the characters, like these random characters, start like photo bombing the panel. So it's just like a whole page of people doing peace signs, and then someone like getting mad about people doing peace signs. Anyway, I don't mean this is bad or like the worst example in Dragon Ball of like uh bad racism because it's the most outlandishly bad because we get that but this is like specifically and actually he sh- he should know and he does know better okay because he lives in japan and like so it's not necessarily like, just against chinese people yeah. is like and he's being it's just very deliberate right. with this yeah okay it's not like oh my only knowledge of like African-American people is cartoons from the 30s by Disney. And so he's like, I'll just draw that. You're like, no. Yeah, there are some very fun But he's probably drawings. never met somebody. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of it seems just like ignorant, which is like, I, I it's not like I can excuse it so much. It's like, it's just adult. sort of like, yeah, I'm not going to make it, I'm not, it. It feels less gross and offensive it's just like this is this is just a guy who doesn't know shit about shit yeah but then yeah i guess that that seems more uncomfortable if he's on purpose being racist he's like adding flavor like they're speaking all characters and you're like oh (laughs) don't know about this one boys oh geez yeah anyway um i forgot what happens after this um it's like it's just like so much random shit oh there's like kids and then they like look up at the sky and it kind of cuts to goku is chasing general blue because he got away the last chapter where we left off was like he took the dragon balls and hopped in his plane his like meteor rocket or whatever it's called thunder rocket um it's it's mentioned at some point in this one he just like boosted off with them so like goku's on Kintone and he's ta- chasing after him in hot pursuit and these kids like look up and see a, a when it's plane. general blue involved it's always a hot pursuit <laughs> oh oh no they see a plane being chased <laughs> by a cloud with a child on it this rocket has the only thing i need emergency baby oil <laughs> You can do this podcast by yourself. I must glisten. <laughs> Sorry, please continue. No, now I'm thinking about glistening, General Blue. Aren't we all, Conrad? My, my thoughts have just been derailed. <laughs> my thoughts have been derailed. Stupid, I, sexy I can Flanders. tell you what's next. This is all a color chapter, by the way, which is nice. It's beautiful. And it's you. It's a good one. It's funny that Toriyama uses this color chapter because you get a limited number that the publisher will let you do. Like that, that Shonen Jumps editorial stuff would let him do mm-hmm. on a Dr. Slump chapter. But really, where else would you? Because he's doing a victory lap with his previously famous comic. Everyone knows these characters. It's like one last hurrah. And also... It's quite a candy-coloured reality, I feel like. This is quite a colourful kind of place. I need to know, if we're introducing new characters, I need to know whose hair is immediately purple. Like, I can't I can't leave that up to chance. I can't have another situation of going, like, wait a second. 
This bitch purple. <laughs> this is a bit purple. I need to, I need to be introduced to people's color. I can't not know that somebody is one of those weird monsters in the Ribena ad. Yeah. The blackberries that are like little Gaviscon mon- monsters. <laughs> Gaviscon monsters. <laughs> what um what we see next is <laughs> Anyway. Back in Penguin Village. Back in Penguin Village. Back in the Penglings. Uh Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Ball narrated by Benedict Cumberbund. Listerine, what's his name? <laughs> okay, Arale goes home with Gacha, whatever the heck. And um, as she's about to get home, she sees General Blue and Goku flying across the sky. And that's kind of when we cut back to them, and they're kind of Goku is like, "I'm a catcher," and then he goes, "Ha ha, eat my dust." And he just he just zooms off, and then Goku catches up to him, and he goes, "How can you go this fast?" And he Kinda. says, "Because I have the power of God in anime." Yeah, that's what he says. That's word for word what Goku says in both the Japanese and English versions. Somehow, it's very weird how he goes. I'm young, dumb, and full of cum in Japanese. <laughs> that, it's just yeah, wild. Um, it's actually just transliterated. They don't have those words in Japanese, <laughs> which um, I'm not going to do in an audio format. Aww. <laughs> I thought I'd be able to get a real problematic sound bite and then you'd be cancelled forever. <laughs> I can't believe you foiled my H2O2 plan. If you want to do that, I just c- turn up to my work when I'm talking to people. And because you hear so many words are, you can say the English versions, but katakanaize them and it's fine. You'll just listen and be like, now that's a racism. Now that's a racism. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's fine. I do love to accuse you of racism. Goku is in hot pursuit of General Blue. He catches up and kind of starts overtaking him and... General Blue looks out the window and goes like, basically, what the fuck? How are you so fast? And Goku's like, I'm going to smash you with a stick now. And like pulls back his stick to smash him with. And then General Blue just hones around in a U-turn and goes back the other way. I really felt for General Blue here. I oftentimes think that he's just a risable character. He's all the things that I hate. Nazi, blonde, gay. But even though he's all of these terrible things, he... It's like careening along there, and there's nothing more terrifying than driving on the motorway, seeing Goku come up to your window and be like, ha ha, with a big <laughs> smile, and pull his stick out. You can no you one imagine wants to see Goku pull his stick out? Can you imagine the terror? Chi Chi did. Can you imagine the terror, though, of like seeing this manic child with nothing but a smile be like, I'm gonna kill you? Yeah, I have no sympathy, though. I can't. I can't associate. I can't extend my empathy towards anyone who is blonde and gay. No, <laughs> Marcus, if you're listening to this, I'm oh, so sorry. <laughs> what? I'm not. I was going to say I've got your number, and you're next. I mean, I've got your number, and you're and next. You're next. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they home back the other way, and then the kids like spot them again. Oops, all slots. Like, um, I'm derailing. Like, I'm trying to trying to move on. With the General plot Blue's like, I am such a dumb slut. Oh my goodness, you <laughs> know. I've come to this club but how do I open the door ID card what's that (laughs) I'm so silly (laughs) I'm not going to participate in this 
This is like a fucking Mike Myers character. It's like General Brew. Br- blue. General Brew. General Brew. <laughs> General Brew with the boys. General Blue pretending not to know what like an ID card is so he can get into the club, I think, is a powerful energy. Oh, I didn't realize you have to be of age. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so, you know, fresh. <laughs> I'm just such a fresh piece of meat. <laughs> You know, and he's like, I think I left my ID card down here. And then he like slowly slides his hand no. to his thigh. Is this what you were looking for? Yeah, this is awful. We need to move on. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I apologize no to the general blue community. I hope no one from Germany listens to our podcast. Because we do the accent so badly. You can either do it accurately or funny, I think. Are you saying that Germans can't be funny? Is that what I you're wouldn't saying? say that. I think they would say it and wear right it as a now? piece of national pride. Where were we up to? <laughs> what happened? General Blue was yelling like, yeah, he, he, that he'd stopped his engine. He was going, oh, yeah, he does his U-turn and like fucks off in the other direction. And Goku is like, oh, shit. And has to like hurry to catch up to him. And then like he cuts the engine. And as soon as Goku gets like right behind him, he turns the engine back on. With and like face. <laughs> with a very intense face. He's um, like fire engines. Ha, ha, ha. Fire the engines. And then uh he fires the engines and Goku gets blasted off of Kintone and starts like falling down. But in doing mm. so he rapidly just careens himself into a cliff. Like <laughs> he is- was looking behind him and the fires the engine and fires his his whole ship directly into the side of a mountain. It is that screen cap that you see around of that anime guy who's like <laughs> turning behind and then he looks in front he's like oh no immediately <laughs> afterwards right yeah. i don't know what that's from it's probably like a gundam series or something but it's exactly that he's like i gotcha kid and then he turns around he's like cliff <laughs> yeah um he blows up goku goku falls down um he falls next to was it arale is it um yes he does he falls down immediately next to her and the the two gacha gacha characters fairies weird little fairy things yeah yeah the great gazoos and they're just like hey what the fuck (laughs) um i can't really remember what happens here that much i think they goku it's nothing plot related happens goku just goes looking around and he goes ah i can't can't find them kintoen and then um she says something just like wow he's so he's so cool yeah I think what? they, like, briefly have, like, a little conversation or something. But it's just yeah. like, where did you come from? He's like, I'm looking for a guy. And she's like, hey, we all, brother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where did you come from? When a mommy and a daddy. When oh. <laughs> a mommy and a monkey love each other very much. Oh, dear. He say- she says, and I don't want to do too many literary corners, but she says kakui really strangely. She says kakui rather than, like, Kakoi. Like, elongates the car and it's kui rather than koi. It's very strange. The way that Arale says stuff, I don't know because I haven't read the comment whether or not it's supposed to indicate something about she's got badly programmed language or whether she's just like a weird kid. Maybe it's just a regional accent. He invented his own regional accent. Yeah, for Penguin one person. Village speaks like, <laughs> yeah, she has an idiolect. The other interesting thing is she has like her catchphrase is like she says, uh, bye cha instead of like goodbye and she says like chat all the time and she's like hoyo and stuff so you probably saw a lot of that in it yeah it's, i didn't really like yeah. there's honestly so much going on in this chapter that i didn't 
pick up on anything as being like unusual because everything for is. yeah for a person because like everyone's like peace signing the frame and like yeah, aware yeah. that they're in a comic and stuff so it's just like there's a lot going on it is very strange to see general blue when dragon ball's taken kind of a more serious turn at this point in that art style with that kind of character put into Toriyama's old gag manga. Yeah, it's real weird. It has a real weird interaction, like, kind of just coming up in a bit. But yeah. I think what happens after that is that Goku, like, hoops He's just back crashed, the and then it's yeah, um, crashed, chapter 82. He realizes that Goku's coming back after him. He takes the Dragon Balls and jumps off a cliff and runs away. Mm-hmm. Um, and Goku gets to the crash site and can't find the Dragon Balls and is panicked. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, ah, oh, well, I'll look on the Dragon Radar, um, which is broken. So right. he, he can't find him and he starts panicking and he yeah, realizes he that he actually can't go back to Kamehameha's house because he doesn't know where he is because he got lost when he was in pursuit. Yeah. Um, and then he hears like, and this little girl with their arms flailing behind her and a Naruto run has come from the hidden leaf village and she says to him like oh what's up and he goes you're really fast and we realize that it's him and spider-man pointing at spider-man yeah they're the same thing they're the same creature the same except one of them is a monkey boy and one of them is a robot apparently writes one kind of protagonist and it's fucking disgusting (laughs) i didn't even realize that she was a robot mostly because like the precedent for what she is and how she acts is already set with goku so i was like this is just another one like he's just he's just met another of him. This is just a character yeah. that would exist in Dragon Ball. There's like nothing explain, unusual about it for me. That does make perfect sense. And I was going to explain what later on when we meet Nodimaki Senbe, her dad slash scientist, what the situation is. But I'll explain right now that in Doctor Slump, the premise of it is that there is a scientist called Nodimaki Senbe, and Nodimaki is like seaweed roll or wrap, and Senbe is like a type of cracker. Okay. Which oftentimes so, has like, seaweed on it. So, like, the thing started way earlier. So, he's, like, Because yeah. I thought this was, like, a Dragon Ball oh, specific thing. the theme thing. naming is, is from a long time back. But you think you'd go with a different theme, but it's the same thing. He's maybe one of the only ones who's named after that, I think. Okay. Well, no, because there was a Peace. Other peace than, boy. Yeah, other than Sodomami Peace But a lot of the other ones are not named after food ones at all. Okay. Norale is just, like, a name, I think. Right. I don't know if her name is a pun at all. And Akane is a really common Japanese name in the 1980s. Right. I was going to say, like, it sounds like at some point he ran out of normal names and started just, like, looking around his house. And was, like, <laughs> like, in an apartment, like, looks into the kitchen and he's like, ah, beans. Just wait until he gets to the refrigerator. I will call someone Peas. That is not a joke. Um, oh, dear. <laughs> Starts running out of material. <laughs> he's looking to the appliances. Ah. This happens. Hello, <laughs> my friend Toaster. <laughs> and he is my friend. I would believe in Toaster. I believe in Toaster Dent. <laughs> yeah, what what I should explain is that Norimaki Senbe is a scientist. He couldn't get pussy and he's kind of a shut-in at home. Not quite. He lives in, he does live in a village, but he's like weird and he can't talk to women and stuff. And he's like, I want a family. I will build a daughter. And so he makes an android that's a little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone in the village just accepts it and she starts going to school and stuff like that. But she's extremely strong and immortal and I don't know if she'll ever grow up. It's a real weird mix of, like, very bad and wholesome. Yeah. When we see him, he does look like, how would you describe? Um, I think I described him as, like, a guy who would smoke weed and play Xbox all day. Yeah. Which like, I think- not necessarily, he doesn't look, like, gross. He just looks like a dude. 
Yeah, like he's, he's just wearing like shorts, t-shirt, and a backwards cap. Yeah, like he could be in a metal band. He's like maybe a little bit of a dropkick, but not necessarily like the word. Like he's he, he doesn't like not have his shit together. He's just like uh, the not exactly a socialite. What happens next in the comic is we kind of cut to General Bloom where he is because he's trying to find. Uh, to get away home and all that sort of stuff. And he goes, okay, first things first, I'm wait, the realist. Gonna, wait, wait, I thought well, you get to the point where she, she's running back up and then he, he explains that the dragon radar is broken. She's like, oh, yes, there's a man who can fix this. I think that's that bit before. Um, I can't remember if that's before or after, but it kind of doesn't matter because that's not, that's so little plot advances in those panels. They're just talking to each other. The yeah, well, he basically just happening. gets told that like he can't go after General Blow. He's not chasing yeah. him anymore. General Blow is like more or less like, in the clear, um, but he has to go fix the dragon radar at this yeah. guy's house that we are talking about now. Yeah, who does happen to have an aeroplane. General Blue doesn't know that. He needs to find the nearest person. And so what he does is he stops outside a phone booth, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which says phone on it and has a giant phone on top of it. Just very clear, very explicit. Bad TARDIS. It's not not a phone booth. Don't look too closely. It's (laughs) just a phone. There's just phones in here. It is just a phone booth. Nothing unusual about this. Nobody can get changed in here. It's not a changing room. Phones only. Nothing to do with Superman. (laughs) Nothing to do with Superman. Why would you think that? I don't know why you were thinking that, but you're wrong. You're so wrong. It's for phones. His name is not The Mandalorian. That's the name of the show. His name (laughs) is actually... Din someone? Dungeon. 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 His name is Dungeon. Dungeons and Dringens. <laughs> Dungeons and Grogers. Dungeons and Grogers. <laughs> and then like, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> you sound like you're just blasting on ketamine. <laughs> Dungeons and Grogers. And you, you guys sh- play Dungeons and Grogers? <laughs> you you come to the end of your campaign and you're on a ship and then Luke Skywalker shows up and then he's like... I'm Luke. Give me your child. <laughs> in oh, Dungeons wow. and Gregans. <laughs> Dungeons and Gregans. Hello. I'm Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Hello. It's Hello. Like almost, almost Kath and Kim, but not quite. What would Luke Skywalker's Tinder bio be? Like his image is just him, like holding a lightsaber, kind of oh, yeah, like standing is. on something. You know what I mean? Oh, there's so much material. Why did you put me on the spot? Because now there's, I've got so many like half baked ones, and I can't. <laughs> I've got nothing good because I'm like trying to cram like all of these jokes in my brain at the same time. Yeah, I think like hopefully it's more than a lightsaber that will ignite or something like <laughs> yeah. that, or like I can ignite you or something. And he's like, there won't be any force involved <laughs> unless you want it. You can't like, even tell which of my fingers isn't real. <laughs> no, that's much better. <laughs> he's like, you like magic? <laughs> <laughs> you like magic, kids? The his thing on dates is just to do the guys and dolls thing that he yeah. does in The Simpsons. And it's like Anchorman when Ron Burgundy pulls out the flute and he's like, a jazz flute? I was never prepared for this. And he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, General Blue is standing outside a phone booth and there is a man in a pinstripe suit and a very large head. I don't want to be... Well, we, we get reintro- reintroduced to Ayatollah Herbie. <laughs> <laughs> To Ayatollah Herbie. Yeah. Was that Hilary Duff? No, it was Lindsay Lohan. (laughs) (laughs) Hilary Muffler in. Ayatollah Herbie. How many of them are there? That's a category of person. 
Ayatollah Herbie, I ran, I ran so far away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unfortunate. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan is Khamenei's daughter, <laughs> coming of age. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm happy to get this bit back at least. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Yeah. So there's a like a funny little like Herbie car with like a man with a very large head and a very wide body and, and the CEO of ISIS. The CEO of ISIS <laughs> shows up. Meep, meep. <laughs> meep, meep. <laughs> That's what is that horn hey, sounds like. The CEO of ISIS. Okay. He shows up and he's like, "What are you doing, you idiot?" And then get out of here. I'm Get driving out of here. Here. Hey. And then General Blue's standing there, just like at ease with his arms folded. That like, is not what someone at ease looks like, what you just did. Whatever his version of it is, with his jack boots planted firmly out the side. He is wide, wide legs. The car comes up maybe to his waist. Yeah. <laughs> this this man who gets out of the car is like very one short man clown and car. disproportionate. It's a one-man clown car. <laughs> Because he looks like about four clowns merged together. He is not tall, but he is extremely wide. And I don't mean that in like the sense that he's fat, but like his head is like I the do. size of of General Blue's torso. Yeah, it's strange. It's disconcerting. It's weird to look at. Is, uh, the gag manga style meets uh, Dragon Ball's kind of going to more serious style. And he says, I'll show you, evildoer. And then he runs to the phone booth on the side of the road and comes out in a suit, which is like a superhero suit, but it has a su on it rather than an S as the insignia. Funny. Yeah. Su is, you know, short for <sighs> Superman. <laughs> Superman is Superman in Japanese, and he's Superman, which is like, supai means sour. It's a pun on Superman, but mm-hmm. he's sour, and he throws like a pickled plum in his mouth. I guess to show off how hard he is. <laughs> there are other ways to do that. <laughs> he's wearing tights. And, you know, and he's like, I'm not even crying, even though this is really sour. He doesn't say that, but this is, I think, how he's meant he, to psych yeah. people out. Yeah, he runs out of the... F- I mean, like, he, General Blue's like, give me your car. And he's like, a mugger. Ha, ha, ha. Now's my chance. Gets changed, which we don't know how long that takes. Comes back out and says, it is I, Superman. The guy who eats real sour plums. Yeah, and General the Blue superhero. is like, I can appreciate... Everyone knows of me. I can appreciate that you put work into this, but you're just not my type. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I like the costume. It's got a lot of threads in it. What's the thread count of Superman? <laughs> this feels like Egyptian cotton, baby. <laughs> I think uh, just the fact that he's like, I'm going to get this guy. And then General Blue just kind of goes like a wordless panel with the background being black looking down yeah. on him. And then he just. He, tr- he tries to psych him out. He's like, you better get out of here you before I out. show you, you my power. <laughs> and General Blue just like looks at him. And he's like, I'll give you one chance. You you should be running. You know this right now. This is your cue. And General Blue like sh- kind of shrugs, picks up the phone booth, gives it a real big hug and crushes it into oblivion. Exactly. Because he doesn't know. He's like, everybody knows Superman. He goes, hmm, you must be a foreigner. We, you know, we don't take kindly to this in Penguin Village. He goes, we don't take kindly to your folk around here. <laughs> we don't take kindly to your folk around here. Let me show you the true power of my penis. <laughs> <laughs> America, 
I'm Frank Underwood, and this is my penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's in poor taste. <laughs> <laughs> just that's on the not, senate floor like it's not like that's, i don't know if that's an okay joke i'm bad margera and this is my dick and balls <laughs> no you see that is funny and believable <laughs> but um he would and he has he says um dewa omoi shiraste yaro, which is like well then if you don't know just you know i'm gonna show you you bastard and then he says watashi no chikaro o, which is he ends his sentence with the phrase my power which like usually in japanese you would just say like i'll show you my power um like that but he's flicked the word order around so that he ends it on the word like my power um which is how you would say it in english and it's got like more impact and then immediately the next panel is just like him looking really you know scrappy do next to general blue who then does the phone booth thing mm-hmm. and that's when he realizes he's outclassed and immediately after going the wooga wooga eyes he goes like uh master what can i do for you <laughs> and what was it you wanted me to do today master <laughs> can you show me where the nearest aeroplane is and then he repeats the word aeroplane without the kanji as if he's never heard the word before he's like well because no, he, he, he he's cool. like do you have an aeroplane or any capsules and the guy's like what is a capsule and he's like man i must be really fucking out in the wops there yeah <laughs> <laughs> this truly is the countryside this they guy not, never heard of dr brief and they don't even have capsules <laughs> dr brief and their throuple he's never he's mm. never encountered this no. and his life is better for it and his life is better for it mm-hmm do you think the cat is involved? No. Why would I even go there? Why? Why do you do this? Why would my brain do that? Okay. It's because it, it, you, you got to stop, stop listening to, the, to those podcasts. Superman says, look, I don't know where this is, but I know a man who does. He's the smartest guy ever. He is big and strong and he's my friend. And, and his name is Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> I'm Johnny Knoxville and this is my World War II era biplane <laughs> I saw a Johnny Knoxville fan cam on Twitter the other week <laughs> The only good use of fan cams is ironically yeah. There's no other good use for them I did found it so, it was so funny I saw that was brilliant It was just like, uh, it, was, it was nothing, it wasn't even a person It was like a trash can or something Or like maybe like a famous catfish, you know it the was like catfish, that kind of thing. Not the verb to catfish, but you know, like like a literal catfish. Yeah, like or like the octopus that that chose the winners of the the football world. Okay, Cup. Well, that's fucking hilarious. That kind of thing. I you know like what that. I mean? It was just yeah. like Paul the octopus and like fan <laughs> cam. You know, mm-hmm. sparkly and pink and all that sort of stuff. That's the only way you can use it. Sorry, this is when it happens. Then Goku is because when we cut back the room where it happens, Goku. Has the radar and goes, it's broken. I can't go back to Bulmers. And then Arale says, ah, my, I don't know if she mentions it's her dad, but she goes, follow me. And then he hops on Kinton and then she hops on Kinton and he says, oh, you're pure of heart like me. Yeah. I, she didn't, I don't think she said that it was her dad at the time, like in the, in the yeah. version that I read. She's just like, there's a scientist and he's so smart and clever and he can fix it for you. But can we go on your cloud that looks sick as hell? And then like, she's with the little fairy kids and he's like, oh, Which I don't, wouldn't you ride yeah. it? If you could. Oh, I'd write it if I could. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not understanding that if I could. <laughs> the um, Where are you going? Um, the That's not the light switch. Three, it's on the other side behind the guitar. No, no, no. Walk towards me. Walk towards me. <laughs> it's dark. It's dark. I can't walk towards you. you. <laughs> you see the guitar? It's on the other side of the wall behind it. 
Yay! You oh did my it. goodness, that worked. Yeah, fantastic. Please it's a continue. Light it turns on the, the the lights. What happens at the scientist's house? The scientist's house is. They go to the scientist's house. They do indeed. And he is, as we say, he looks, as you described before, and he has, there's a woman there and I can't remember what her name is. I think the thing, the point of Dr. Slump was that, not the point of it, Um, but at the very end he manages to- The moral of Dr. Slump. He gets the girl or whatever it is and he actually does end up dating this woman who he has long had feelings for throughout it, but didn't know how to talk to women, 40-year-old virgin, all that sort of stuff. So she's there because I think this takes place after the end of Dr. Slump. And we meant to think that it's that. And he, Arale says, that, I liked this interaction. She goes, over there, that's the scientist. And yeah. there's him and his either girlfriend or wife or whatever it is who's standing yeah. there. There's, like a, yeah, there's a, the, a, a funny, like, short guy with a cap and a, like, T-shirt. And then there's, like, a beautiful lady. And, yeah, Goku walks up to the lady and it's like, ah, Madam Scientist, I presume. <laughs> um but he doesn't. He doesn't. He just goes and introduces himself, and then Arale's like, is hey, gender yeah, neutral. this is uh, this is the scientist over here." He's like, "Oh, hello, hello." Because of course, yeah. as the only scientist he's met, other than Doctor Brief, who I'm not sure he was told was a scientist. It's just Bulma's dad. Yeah, um, is Bulma, and so he thinks like things I know about Bulma, like mm-hmm. this, about scientists, woman, longish hair. Taller than some people, like <laughs> yeah. you know, taller than me. I'm assuming that any tall woman is a scientist. Yeah, <laughs> you can't go that wrong with that. <laughs> no, no. It's probably accurate ninety percent of the time. <laughs> or at least no sword skills. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna cut all of that. Anyway, out. yeah, you can. You feel free to cut that. That was Goku doesn't tangent. understand that she's she's maybe a beautiful lady, but she's not a scientist in this case. She is just the prize at the end of the comic, I guess, for him. Um, so he takes a look at the the dragon radar and opens up the back and he goes like hey kids what the fuck yeah what he's like i have experienced quantum technology this was made by an alien civilization (laughs) and then goku says like my friend bulma made it she's a you know some woman named bulma and then he goes girl a genius who is smarter than me a a mere woman is greater than i (laughs) the smartest science man of all time he he has a specifically a doing a misogyny panel it's just him with his thought bubbles looking at it aghast and he's like me less genius than a woman yeah he just sort of like dies inside a little and also is like trying to convince everyone that he's very smart but like while he's looking at this thing that he does not understand how to fix and then there's like a weird baby that's flying behind him that yeah turbo is another robot that i think he built fingers okay. crossed. Like, i didn't i on the fir- i didn't know any of these were robots somebody who's a doctor some expert is listening to this and screaming at us right now but, Probably. Um, like, this is just from like from my perspective like they walk into this house there are two like kind of fairy gremlins yeah. and a girl who is extremely fast and strong like more so than goku and uh and then there's a, f- a flying baby that says turbo on it and it speaks with like a, a baby voice, but is also telekinetic. Okay, I think <laughs> fan theory here. Um, no, actually, I have a worse fan theory. I'm going to leave that aside. Um, I think that that he's just extremely high, and he's seeing the Great Gazoo. You know, there's like <laughs> two of them flying around with the antennae, and yeah. they're like, "No, you have to do that part. No, 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 not that part. Definitely this part." And you're like, "Wow, commit genocide, Goku! <laughs> Kill them all! <laughs> you know they deserve to die. Wow, why didn't you we know save the they Rwanda deserve bit for this to one? die? <laughs> deserve to die." 
<laughs> with them, Harrington. Committed crimes against Goku and her people. What say you in your defense? <laughs> hey, <laughs> I just assumed that like everyone in this town was like drinking the juice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're like, I was like, I, I, why I is it called Penguin Village? Some... Where are all the penguins? Yeah. And then it's just like genocide. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be penguins, and they were the indigenous people. <laughs> oh god, this is a colony. <laughs> it's a settler colony. <laughs> no, uh, General Blue's getting some ideas to bring uh-huh. back to the Red Ribbon Army. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Welcome to the colony. What I was going to say is, I have the single worst. Um, that's just a movie theory about this, oh, and it's gross. that like it's actually all just they're like in a psychiatric hospital, and like Penguin Village is their collective hallucination. <laughs> Goku is actually like a brain damaged child in our reality and everyone in the hospital just goes along with it. Bulma's actually like a nurse aide that's like learning how to deal with children and she's like sexually assaulted by Goku on the regular but she just has to laugh it off. It's just like a dark, it's just like a dark theory, you know. It's like how like the Rugrats is actually about dead babies. Like all of the Rugrats were aborted and it's just like Angelica's imagination. Didn't you know that? <laughs> Everything that is, like, youthful or joyous is just, like, really an excuse for, like, someone to, to like, convey their dark emotions. I've Nothing this, is pleasant. This Everything is awful. And I, maybe it's a little uh, dark for you guys, but it's, like, Arale as a Disney princess, but, like, with goth <laughs> makeup. <laughs> Arale as a Disney princess, but with, like, a nose piercing and tattoos. <laughs> just one of those Wojaks. <laughs> oh. I... No shade, no tea, no shade to you if you draw, if Disney princess redraws, but I hate them so much. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is so not for me. I don't mean to insult your artistic ability if that's you. I do. But but like when, every time I see one, a little piece of my soul dies. <laughs> I will not interact with Disney or Disney people. You can't ironically do something derivative that thousands of other people do in the same bland procreate style you're you're not doing it ironically you're still participating in the bad culture but simon what if it was like disney princesses but like in the zombie apocalypse but what if it was like the disney princesses and they're all funko pops but like made dark (laughs) funko pops made dark <laughs> um, in any case, uh, they're trying to do this, and General Blue, yeah, then comes and he what? hides around. <laughs> yeah, he hides around the corner and sees that there is an aeroplane, and this is when um, Goku gets the radar back because uh, Senbei is finished with making it. Well, and- the Turbo does a little thing he like telekinesis it into working yeah he's like hovering over this guy's shoulder and he's like sweating and trying to figure out this dragon yeah, radar can't do it. and then, then turbo the, is the one that yeah then the creepy it. flying baby just like wiggles his brain muscles and it all f- slots into place and he's like oh you did it it's working now and the guy's ha yeah i guess i did guess i'm a genius yeah. and, and they go outside he's been his whole life and like <laughs> yeah. not made to feel mediocre <laughs> <laughs> i didn't make robots to preserve my ego why do you ask that was from the director of robots. <laughs> Chris Wedge, I didn't make robots to preserve my ego. <laughs> yeah. I'm next in our interview with the director of robots, Chris Wedge. But it's very funny that they're all, <laughs> Goku is there and he's got the radar and he goes, yay, it works. And then the next page, there's like a panel of General Blue holding a knife and he's like, I'm going to cut this little girl. Yeah, well, they go outside and General Blue like, yeah, sneaks around the corner to see the airplane. And then Goku is like already there. 
which like from his perspective is like fucking annoying but also it's like quite funny that he's like <laughs> got away from it gone to, like mugged a guy the one guy car. in town with the monoplane one guy has a plane he's going to the plane goku is talking to someone it's like he's not even looking for him anymore they're just like having a yarn but yeah he, he grabs um Arale and, and holds a knife to her and uh and it's like yeah don't don't move i'll stab this girl i really just not give a fuck everyone's very chilled out i won't hesitate <laughs> i won't hesitate bitch <laughs> and this is like another thing that confused me because like i yeah again did not know that anyone was a robot in this situation and nobody right, reacts right. to this he's like threatening a young everyone girl is unconcerned with a knife and no one really gives a fuck they're like oh is this your friend is this your friend Goku? Who's that? Who's yeah, this guy? That is, Why is he not wearing a shirt? To be fair, who is this man with his nips out and a big knife? It's the, <laughs> it's the tall dumb blonde that asks, "Is this your friend, the one who's just a wife and not?" And the comic. What was that? <laughs> uh, me not having to question anything in my life. Incredible. <laughs> and he goes, "He's not How my friend. He's a very bad man." Well, he, he freezes him as he's well. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. I do like that Goku is paralyzed because Blue has done the witching. Yeah. He's done the Wu-Tang with his eyes. He's done the Wu-Tang with and his then, eyes. And then... Rizzo starts playing over the top. Um, and then Goku is paralyzed, but he can talk enough to say, he's not my friend. He's a bad man. Mm-hmm. Yes. He would like to say Danger Will Robinson and then <laughs> General Blue's like a yoink yeah. and pulls the radar. Yeah, grabs the radar, throws the Dragon Balls into the plane um, and then he's like, wait a second, I forgot to do one thing, which is, oh yeah, murder you. <laughs> I really appreciate that we've gotten to see what, what you said was fourth Nazi on the left from Indiana Jones and the Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark. Just some like random Nazi goon yeah. who gets like shredded into a propeller by a Nazi by number MD. four in the credits. But he's we follow his story IMDb. rather than yeah, we're following his story rather than what he got up to. Played by French Stewart. Um <laughs> you know, guy whose face you know but name you can't remember. Mm-hmm. Paul Giamatti. Um yeah, is is him or like I have the opposite problem with French Stewart in that I know his name very well because everyone talks about him and makes that joke, but I actually don't know what he looks like. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, and in this case, rather than getting shredded by the propeller, General Blue is stealing uh, uh, a Skymobile. What is this German word for aeroplane? Skymobile. I feel like it should be very obvious. It probably is. It might be aeroplane. It would be aeroplane or something like that. Or aerofoil. It's going to be something really easy that we're just not thinking of. Yeah. Anyway, he'd like to do a blitzkrieg from the sky. And (sighs) he's got his own Battle of Britain going Um, on. I'd like to apologize to all of Germany. I would like to apologize for all of the veterans of the Battle of Britain (laughs) and the veterans of the Cold War and of my heart. The veterans of your heart? Yes. Hmm. I would like to add all of the people that I have dated to the victims of communism list. <laughs> I think you've made that joke before. Oh, on Twitter. Ah, uh, I see. I see. I think church. when you're in LA, do as like the Angelinos do. And so General Blue has grabbed a palm tree and sharpened it to a fine steak. Well, he just karate chops well, karate, it. karate, yeah. Like, I think he's like under the it. impression that Goku is like definitely not human, but maybe a vampire. Yeah. So he, <laughs> he punches him real hard across the room and like cuts a steak of an entire palm tree. He's like, cool, I'm going to skewer you now. <laughs> he says, I'm going to turn you into a kebab. I'm going to skewer you. <laughs> which is which is quite fun. 
And I do appreciate that every time he does action pose, his legs are standing quite far apart, planted firmly either side with his boots. And he just is looking straight down in the middle at somebody. And as I say that, I realize what I'm saying. What? What? (laughs) Anyway, he wants to drive. Why do you definitely seem to have a thing for General Blue? He wants to drive his wood straight into Goku. Are you saying that you wouldn't? I am very much saying that I wouldn't. You're such a bad liar, and you're not going to make me feel bad. I'm sorry, I'm not into Nazis. They're just not my type. <laughs> this you is can't like condemn me for being selective. Somebody's got a Reddit R relationships post about, like, my boyfriend and I disagree politically, and it's General Blue. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> he's he's kind of like in this fascist paramilitary so far we've like it's not been a problem because like when it comes up we just don't talk about it <laughs> we just don't we both like dragon balls that's kind of how we first got into it <laughs> <laughs> he saw like the shiny orange thing we both thought it was a dragon ball but actually it was just one of those pebbles at hardy's garden store <laughs> <laughs> so cute <laughs> oh my gosh we thought we found a secret dragon ball anyway he is like express some plans for like a genocide which i'm not sure i'm on board with and like i don't know is this like should this be a red flag is this a deal breaker he wants me to meet his family but none of them are related to him and they all have color names and they're just other officers in the army and they're his only friends (laughs) rough (laughs) don't beg on found family that's just rude that okay this is not a ragtag team of misfits I'm in the a, Mad so Max what if he's adopted <laughs> you really think that's the worst thing about General Blue I would like to apologize to the adopted American community for their lived experience and mm-hmm. <laughs> all that to say General Blue is holding he's gonna skewer Goku and then Senbei oh, yes, says to Arale he's like do some real rough pro wrestling on him <laughs> yeah yeah, just go, go, go to some real rough wrestling on that guy. And she's stoked. She's like fucking... I don't even know what she says. She makes like some weird noise. She's like... Ah-ha! And then just like sprints towards him and like punches him into the sky. She'd been training for this her whole life. <sighs> and she... Put, she throws him up or something like that and then she, she like, just, like boots him like yeah. right into the sky and then she's like she wait l- for me and like keeps running after him waiting for him to land yeah. and he gets like almost to the ground and she just springs up and headbutts him in the nuts straight together <laughs> arms by her side legs together just, just like launching up like up. a bowling bin pin yeah a bowling bin pin a bowling pin a bowling bin pin a bowling bin pin for Dungeons and Dragons Dungeons and Grogans Dungeons and Grogans Dungeons and Gungans oh yes yes Ah, Miss Arola Bard. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Sing a song of my people. <laughs> Okie day. <laughs> it's not problematic, PTSD it's in Star Wars. Things. It's okay. It's okay to do. <laughs> <laughs> Guy who thinks it's okay to do Gungan. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Um, Gungan is our word. <laughs> <I think. laughs> she drops onto the ground and then they're like, yeah, you did it. He's gone. And then Senpei's like, wow, when they fly, they fly. He's like, you can't even see him anymore. He's gone mm. over the horizon. She just like boots him so fucking far away. He's he went out of the sun. alternate reality that they're in. Yeah. And then... Uh, then Goku says yeah. goodbye to his friends, basically. Yeah, they go back. No, he goes back and he's like, well, shit. Like, he had the dragon radar when he got booted. So, like... I guess I don't have that anymore. I kind of need it. Yeah. Um, but it does have the Dragon Balls. And then Turbo's like, well, I can make one. And then was like, how? He's like, well, I learned it from watching. And then he just- I learned like, it from watching you. Telekinetically, like, strips the plane of parts and makes a new Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball? New Dragon Radar. Yeah, yeah. Like, instantly. And hands it to Goku. And Goku's like, sweet. Sick, I'll take this. 
Oh, one thing that I forgot to mention earlier is that when General Blue is hiding around the other side of the house, Goku looks at the Dragon Raider and he goes, are you sure it's fixed? It says there's a Dragon Ball right here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was, I was uh, but, like, oh, then, but, it's, but that means... And then yeah, General yeah, Blue yeah. was there. And he's like, I won't hesitate. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> holding the knife to Raleigh. Yeah. You, you, that, that, that one, for some reason, both times it sounded almost very Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> I wish if I think about it I can't do Elmo which frustrates me hesitate. because I really want to do things as Elmo right I like, can't remember what Elmo sounds like unless I'm listening to him Elmo is one of the funniest characters to He's have just, just do voice, wild eh? stuff right hey advocate for genocide <laughs> okay this is a squeaky voice I don't, I, I yeah. don't know I have to I'll go and learn an Elmo impression and then I'll use speaking it speaking third you. person will be fine anyway Goku is like he goes up to our, you know, once he's got the Dragon Radar, the new one made from parts, he goes up to Arale and says, you're real strong, and I like you as a friend platonically. He doesn't say that. Why did I say that? And then he says, you really, need to throw that one in <laughs> he really need to say, he's like, men and boys and girls can be friends. And then, <laughs> so he friend zones Arale. And then he like faces the camera. And <laughs> oh. <laughs> this has been a lesson from BBS. And he says to her, you have to enter the Tenkaichi Budokai because you're so strong. And he goes, wow, this world is just mm. full of strong people. Yeah, he's just like, you're real strong. She's like, yeah, so are these ones and like whatever the fairy things are. And this one, and my friend Steve from down the road, he's real strong. Everyone's real strong around here. And this is where I thought everyone was just like juicing in this town. Yeah. I was like, okay, everyone's a Goku. <laughs> this is unfortunate. Uh-oh. And he takes it immediately as being like, fuck, I need to train supply. a whole lot more because like I must be the strongest. This is He has like a, an ego crisis. He's like, fuck, a girl stronger than me? I don't know if that's how he feels. I no, feel like Goku's not, one that's like, wow, that's it's great that the, there's a challenge waiting yeah. in front of me. And he's like, there's always going to be stronger people. And unfortunately, the universe rewards him for that. Yeah. The, he's kind of an un, a fan theory. Goku is a reality bender. And when he wants there to be people stronger than him, like crazy and crazy enemies are always going to come out and about and to attack him. And so he's actually attracting the danger to Earth. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> there just happened to be an escalation order. How likely is that? Yeah. Uh, can you imagine Not if somebody because he was wanting someone bigger earlier? and stronger to come along. Can you imagine if Boo came at this stage in the comic and just kills everyone? Not really. Since because I don't know that much about any of you the things. You don't know. Well, he's a pillow and you can sleep okay. on him. Okay. He kind of seems more like Hubba Bubba, doesn't he? I thought he was like some kind of chewing gum man. Yeah, right. He, he turns someone into a, a biscuit or whatever, or a chocolate. I don't know. Yeah, he seems to be like food related. He does love turning. Is it that he's like the pink bats mascot? Does everyone have pink bats? Is that a thing that's just here? Like a type of um, insulation. It's insulation. That's all yeah. you need to know. It looks like candy floss, and then they have a mascot that's a pink bat man. It was like the Michelin man. Yeah. I think what we should take away from this chapter is that um, they can be friends. You sh- if you're strong into the strongest under the heavens martial arts tournament. Yep. Goku is never wrong. Nobody ever gets punished for their actions. And um, is Toriyama a has a really weird idea about Chinese people. Mm, unfortunate. <laughs> um, I would, would to like to say Goku gets Kintoyan because, of course, the plane doesn't work anymore because they took the parts out of it. But that's fine. He can fly that. And then he flies off and he's like, to the future. And they go, wow, that was a really weird kid. He's really not from around here, is he? And it's kind of like a family portrait. The panel, it's all of them in one. The gacha gachas, Arale, 
what do you call them? The Turbochan. You could just start making up names and I would not, not believe wife, you. The Monopoly Man. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined it. No. I lost it. Do this. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been our uh, Dr. Slump episode. This has been our Dr. Slump. This has been Gohan or Dr. Slump. This has been the sequel to The Shining, Dr. Slump. The sequel to The Shining, Dr. Slump? Dr. Slump. Oh, because it's, it's Dr. Slump. And the Slump. final panel is General Blow. And just before that, there's like a close-up of him and he's on the phone in a phone booth and he's oh, like, yeah. Sir, I got the dragon right out. That's the good news. The bad news is... Um, uh, you know, I can't. I can't really get back immediately. He's like, "What do you mean you can't get back immediately? How can this be?" And then it cuts out, and you see the phone booth far in the distance, and there's like pyramids in yeah. the background. And he's like, "He's in a phone booth in Egypt, yeah, which exists in Dragon <laughs> there's Ball. Dragon World. Egypt, Dragon Egypt. We love Dragon Egypt. That's actually a very funny panel. I did. I like laughed out loud through a lot of the end stuff because yeah. like there's panels of just like and I like jumping straight up." Like a, like a rigid pole to like headbutt him, and then also she like juggles him like a, she's a Tekken expert. She's yeah. like good combo, yeah. And then just and then just like that last one of like he's got he's in the pyramids, which is which he's is not like, in the pyramids. He's in the pyramids. <laughs> he's buried alive. He's, he's in, a mummy. There are smaller pyramids within a larger pyramid, and the pyramid is the dome over us. And I I didn't tell you about the flat Earth I met, did I? That's a story for another time. Oh, dear. Anyway. That's not a story for the podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, maybe right. for the next episode. We appreciated that. And now that we are back from Penguin Village, of course, your dragon predictions made no sense last time. What did I even predict last time? I, I think it was just, I'm not even going to remember about it because. I don't, I don't know what I said. I, I right into the podcast. Right into the podcast. What did we say? Yeah. What the fuck was I on about? Now, what are your dragon predictions for where we go from here? I guess like General Blue has a radar now, so they're going to have to like hurry to compete with the Red Ribbon Army to get the last Dragon Balls, mm-hmm. or like either that or like they're not going to get them in time, and then they'll be like amassed in the Red Ribbon Army base, and then there's going to be some kind of like war over who gets all of them. But I think that's less likely because then you don't get to go to find new locations. Yeah, yeah. So they'll probably have to keep going and, and getting them with the Red Ribbon Army. So it's going to be just um, new location, new Dragon Ball. Yeah, I think there's going to be, they're going to go to a location and they're going to keep hunting for an object and then there's going to be some kind of a challenge and then there's going to be a strong guy and Goku has to fight him and he almost loses, but then he doesn't. And then they go somewhere else and there's another strong guy. You <laughs> will be shocked to learn um, actually, you will be shocked to learn. That's 100% correct. I'm pretty sure. Almost beat for beat. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, I was just going based on like the formula of what has happened so far. So, so this like, happens. Um, uh, maybe I might be incorrect, but I'm I'm pretty sure most of that is on the money. And like you're like not super specific, but you're specific enough that it is identifiable. Yeah. Yeah. I could write a whole pop psychology book about it. Wow. Yeah. What is the moment of Dragon Ball? In any case. The Dragon Ball of Chaos. Dragon Ball is not the hero's journey. Goku doesn't have an arc. He never changes. No, it's just like a cyclical He's the Forrest Gump of martial thing. arts. Forrest Gump of martial arts. <laughs> what does that mean? Anyway. 
coffee is for closers and what i would like to say to you closer is it's time for us to come to a close see you see you later it's time for us to go we do have a patreon if you enjoyed this so you can support us during the hiatus that would be much appreciated mm-hmm. uh imagine this off picking Picking my nose. Rich people's noses. Um, <laughs> same brain. Uh, picking yeah. fruits yeah. like General Blue out of the ground, like a root vegetable by the hair. And picking fruits derogatory? Yeah. Well, <laughs> your words are not mine. Okay. And I have been and continue to be Simon. Uh, oh, I thought you stopped. You told me you'd quit. You told me you quit. I learned it from watching you. <laughs> I have not quit. I've never quit. I'm never going to quit. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> no Wolf of Wall Street, thank you. <laughs> not in my house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's time for us to go. Kaki all and a very good evening indeed. Love you, bye. Yeah.